Hi, welcome to Hello Church. This is episode 81. We're actually in the middle of season two, episode five of season two. We're talking about the sermon. I'm Wade Bearden. And I'm Justin Trapp. And today we're going to be sharing seven tips on how you can end with a great conclusion mm-hmm. to your message. Wade, I love what Pastor Rick Warren said. He said, a sermon without a conclusion is a sermon without a purpose. Mm. Of course, all, all roads He likes that word, to, yeah, purpose, all doesn't he? <laughs> back to a purpose-driven sermon, purpose-driven life. Of course, we love Pastor Rick. He said, changed lives come from great conclusions. Oh, that's really interesting. That that's so we are talking about conclusion. I I think that one of the hardest aspects of a sermon or at least that that part of a sermon that pastors struggle with the most is the conclusion. If you listen to uh, just any sort of random message from a pastor in your area, they probably struggle with landing the plane. So we're going to talk about that. And here's what's fascinating. If you've been following us uh, this season, you're probably thinking to yourself, wait, they haven't talked about the introduction yet. And the reason we haven't, the reason we're talking about the conclusion on this episode and the introduction on the next episode is because you actually need to write your conclusion before you write your introduction. I, I really do believe that. I mean, you could get away with it if you do it the opposite, but I think it's very beneficial to write your conclusion first. Now, before we dive in, just wanted to say hello to everyone listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, as well as watching from uh, on YouTube. We've actually had several people comment mm-hmm. recently, leave us some reviews on YouTube. Uh, Lucas, Joe, Valerie, uh, username Wild Little, wherever mm-hmm. you're at, Wild Little. <laughs> <laughs> it really helps the podcast when you rate and review us. So if you have a chance, yeah. make sure to do that on Apple Podcasts. I love Ben's comment. So we talked about uh, preaching through books of the Bible, and Ben on YouTube said this. He said, Great work, guys. Thanks. I had almost given up on preaching through books of the Bible, at least on Sunday morning. This inspired me to not give up on it. That's pretty cool. I think there's a way to preach through books of the Bible. We see it happen all the time. Uh, That's helpful, as applicable, and that's encouraging. And I hope pastors are able to do that. I think it's good to do uh, topical sermon series, but I also love going through books of the Bible. So thanks, Ben, for that comment. We really appreciate it. Yeah, so let's dive right in. We have seven tips for helping you end with a great conclusion. The first thing is really, and you kind of alluded to this, Wade. I did. I kind of spoiled it. It's a little, little bit, but you, the, the point is develop your introduction in light of your conclusion. Mm-hmm. I wonder what books would look like if authors, yeah. let, let's just say fictional authors, started writing a book without knowing where the story is going to land. Maybe you could get lucky every now mm-hmm. and then, but to write consistently, you, you got to start with the end in mind. And I think as, as communicators of the gospel, we've got it to establish and define what is the big idea? What, what is the conclusion of this? What do you really want to 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 nail down by the end of the message and particularly at the end of the message. Yeah, and I guess the difference between even writing a novel or a film is in preaching is that when you're preaching you you have you have the text in front of you. Yeah. Like this is this is what you're preaching. You're preaching from this specific passage of the Bible. And something that I like to do Justin is as I'm working through the big idea of the message uh, this is something that I learned in seminary, is I like to offer a specific objective. And I write that down, and it always begins the same way. I say, as a result of listening to this message, I want the people in my church to, and then 
it, whatever the text is, whatever my sermon is, like, I kind of fill that out. Uh, so I want them to pray every day in the morning. I want them to stop resisting God's grace. I want them to reflect on God's love and allow that to, to really kind of work their way, uh, it work its way into their life every day. So you need to be able to do that. You need to be able to craft the introduction already knowing where you're going. And when you're thinking through the conclusion, instead of just saying, well, I guess I just gotta end this message, we say, okay, how do I point them to that specific objective? How do I point them to this, this, like, this is what I want you to do. And you can do it different, right? You can say, I want people who are not believers to do this. I want people in my church to do this. I want Christians who are not a part of our church who are visiting for the first time to do this. But you need to know where you're going. And that's why it's so important to craft that conclusion first. One of the things I love about Sermonary is our sermon writing app. And uh, we are in the middle of releasing 2.0, which has amazing features, and it's a lot faster than the first one. And, and, and so if you haven't tried Sermonary, it's, it's a wonderful platform for, for constructing and building and, and saving your sermons. Check it out, Sermonary.com. But one of the things that we do, Wade, in Sermonary is when you go to create a message, one of the first things that we prompt you, the, 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 it's the, like a little pop-out window. Yeah, a little slide-out. It's like, hey, what's the big idea? Like, we're, mm-hmm. we're essentially saying, what is your conclusion? Where are you headed with mm-hmm. this message? And we feel like that's a great uh, you know, thing for pastors to identify as you're starting mm-hmm. a message, is to really start with the end in mind mm-hmm. and, and with your conclusion. Now, I know you can hit your big idea in the middle of the message, but ultimately, the conclusion they need to walk away with that big idea. You need to really yeah. reinforce that in your conclusion. And so with Sermonary, we've, we've sort of tried to put that in practice, right? Help pastors put that yeah. in practice. And it stays there right right at the top, yeah. right in front of you. Uh, and so whether you use Sermonary or not, you need to keep that big idea in front of you. And then for me, when I think through that, that specific objective, I keep that in front of me too. I'll even add that to the big idea, maybe drop another line in the text so that as I'm working through this, I'm like, okay, I know where I'm going. Like I, I have a have a target in mind. Uh, so that's why, if you have an idea for your introduction, you know, write it down, keep it ready, but don't actually formulate that idea until you've done your conclusion. And and it's hard because I think most people write their sermon in a linear way. Yeah. And that's why conclusions are often so weak because we just get tired. Yeah. Like we've just been working and working and working and you get to the end and you're like, I'll just wrap it up. And we don't ever, we don't figure out that conclusion or we don't talk through that conclusion. So make sure you do that. Here's, a, here's another tip for a strong conclusion. When you're working through your conclusion, you wanna recap the points of your message. Uh, so if you had like sub points or the big idea, make sure you recap that but here's what here's what I always tell pastors. Be precise though, right? Yes. Brief. Recap your points without repeating your message. Here's what happens. You get to the end of your message and you realize there are all these really great things that I forgot to say <laughs> or I didn't say. So yeah. I want to do it again. You you may you need to make sure that you you land that plane. But recap your points. And it can be a short paragraph. It could say, Throughout this message, we've been learning about this Bible story, this passage, and we learned that God wants us to blah, blah, blah. That's what he wants us to do. That's how we should react to the gospel. Just It can be as simple as that. Be concise. 
recap your points without repeating your message. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. Uh, another thing that you can do, another tip, is to anticipate objections. And Wade, yeah. we, we filmed something um, a few years ago with Dr. Jeff Magruder, mm-hmm. and it's a preaching masterclass. And I think we actually have that available for free. So if you go to the show notes, there should yes. be a link where you can get the preaching masterclass for free. I encourage you to do so. Uh, it's got a lot of great content in it with oh, Dr. It's, Jeff. It's, it's like this. Yeah, it really is. It's a number of different videos on different aspects of the message. And it is super cool. It's got handouts. And it, it's like a it's like a seminar, a mini yeah. seminar for free. The The quality is is just, it's really good. He's He taught me how to preach. And so um, I'm, I'm kind of biased. But yes, so he has a master class and... He also did a video for us one time where he talked about anticipating objections. And he's he's written about this in other articles. But one of the things that he says is, anticipating objections is effective both in the application and the conclusion, especially if the call to action is developed in the conclusion. So if you have your conclusion and it's all about, here's the call to action, you need to anticipate those objections. He goes on to say, in this type of conclusion, you identify what objections your audience could have about what you've been preaching. What might they find hard to believe? What are some of the competing priorities they possess that could make it difficult for them to act on what the sermon is directing them to do? So if you're preaching about generosity and you've been talking about generosity and you've been working through the text and you get to the end of the message and your call to action, your specific objection is, I want the people in my church to begin giving to charities, begin giving to the church. You have to anticipate those objections and say, now I know what some of you are thinking. This is, this is a big one. This is a big one. You might say, how can I trust the church with my money? Or you might say, hey, how do I, like, how do I pay my bills? How, so just talk through those issues and anticipate those objections and respond to them in a biblical way. Uh, That's super important. That's something that you need to work through in your conclusion. Another thing, another tip for you is to rehearse the end. Now, Wade, you said something earlier, and I thought it was so great to remember that you said that our energy wanes uh, in sermon preparation. Oh, yeah. If you're writing in a linear format, if you're starting at the beginning, by the time you get to the end, you're just going to be a little bit more tired, a little bit less energetic. You won't feel as fresh. I think the same is true in preaching, right? You get to the end, and Mm -hmm. maybe you've been preaching passionately, but if you're preaching multiple services, you're going to lose some of that you know that oxygen so to speak of, mm-hmm. of of your energy and so one of the things that you can do is if you can't rehearse the entire sermon which i think that you should uh you can rehearse the conclusion mm-hmm. and that could help you be a little bit more crisp a little bit more precise i i love josh ship he's a well-known public speaker to public uh, to, to public schools so he goes to middle schools high schools and he's really funny he's very entertaining he's got a great story he says that you should rehearse your talk over a hundred times. Hmm. Now, he's really, he has one talk, right? Or he has a few talks, probably. And he's, yeah, and he's, he's doing it over and over again. And, and everywhere he goes, that talk, people are paying him good money, right? So his yeah. talk has to be a home run. I think that's, it's probably impractical for pastors to try to 
rehearse your sermon over a hundred times. I'm it, not it, saying it, I'll just say it. Yes, it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but his point is made, right? Yeah. That anything that, that is worth doing, that, that you want to be good at, you need to practice it. I, I read a stat the other, uh, the other day that said that NBA players in the offseason, and even really in-season when they're practicing, they're doing practices twice a day, and they're shooting over 4,000 shots per week. Hmm. Practice shots. So Steph Curry shooting four thousand shots per per week. I, I I read too that like Kobe used to shoot a thousand free throws a day. Wow. Whether he was practicing or had a game that night, a thousand free throws. And so, um, if you want to get sharp at something, you just need to practice. Mm-hmm. And maybe you can't practice your full length sermon multiple times, but you should practice your conclusion for sure. Yeah. And that goes against a lot of what we of what we think about preaching uh the idea of just practicing the conclusion is kind of mind-boggling here's here's the truth okay whether we like it or not is a bad conclusion can make a good sermon weak and a good conclusion can actually make a a weak sermon feel strong yeah and so make sure that your conclusion is not neglected i'm for i'm in favor of practicing your entire message but just because it's at the end don't get to the point where you're concluding and say, okay, I'm just gonna recap it. I already got this. Uh, really think through what your message is. And I think we, we we wrote this down here on the notes. Don't run out of fuel while you're circling the airstrip and nose dive. You Man. gotta land the plane. Yeah, be like Sully. <laughs> Even in a rocky sermon, you can land on the, the Hudson. Even right? if you gotta land upside down. Man, ah. <laughs> Praise him. Uh, another thing is be be specific, be clear. I don't know that sort of goes without saying, right? Mm-hmm. But I, I think you can get to the end and just sort of talking in 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 general generalities. Mm-hmm. That's a is that a right word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> generalities. Uh, now I thought it was, and now you're. Yeah. Say, I'm now I'm second guessing it. Yeah. Well, let me put it this way: in, in marketing, yeah. when you go to a website, really any website. A business website maybe it's an e-commerce site whatever the case may be a lot of times if you can go to a sales page or an information page it's not just information there's usually a call they want you to do something specific and so there are these buttons everywhere you go to seminary.com there's a button that says get started for free right why because we don't just want to give you information we want to be helpful we want to be informative but at the end of the day we want the user to take action and i think in your conclusion mm. you want them to walk away with something something uh, you know applicational point or a question or an action item for them to do maybe you're in a series on spiritual disciplines this week i we i want you to specifically pray three times a day mm-hmm. for for seven days in a row and see what god might do what your prayer life looks like at the end of that whatever the case may be but be specific be yeah. focused yeah no i think that's great uh, another tip that we that we have is uh, make it memorable with illustrations uh you can a lot of times we think of okay a good illustration at the beginning yeah. that when you think about an illustration you're like i really need one at the at the beginning it might be good to do it at the end. I don't think you always have to have a strong conclusion or a strong illustration at the end of a message, but it helps so much. It's it really is good to go out with obviously like a, like a bang. So think through something. It could be a a visual illustration. It could be a, a story. Don't be overly manipulative, right? So we've all been a part of those sermons where we get to the end and somebody just throws on this 
tearjerker of a story to sort of manipulate us. The story about Paco, the 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 guy from Brazil that wrote a letter to his or his his dad wrote a letter to Paco, oh, no. dear Paco, and I'm gonna be at this time, and I'm sorry for I forgive you for everything. Uh, and, you know, right? and then and they get to the date, and like one thousand Pacos showed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I've heard that. I've heard that. Yeah, yeah. It was like this announcement heard, in the newspaper or something. Yeah, yeah. I've heard a few sermons in with that <laughs> that old story. So, so be careful, but I think an illustration, uh, it could be good. And here's something that I like to do as well. A lot of times I will, like if I choose an illustration here, I can even connect it to an illustration that I did at the beginning. So if I tell a story in the introduction, I can either conclude that story in the conclusion or bring imagery back to it. So if you're talking about mountains at the beginning, maybe mention mountains in the conclusion too to kind of round it out. I know it reminded me of the Paco story. You had said, don't be manipulative. Yeah. And the the evangelist <laughs> that I heard share this story, I actually heard him share it twice. Yeah. And at two different churches about like a year apart oh, and no. the second church he he got he was like really serious and he just said you know i never shared this story before no and, I, and then he went no, to sir. share the paco story and i was like wait a minute this joker Mm-mm. just manipulated us so no. that's no. what made me think of it here here's we'll call you out yeah here's a positive thing though. a pastor that i served under he did a series on the fruit of the spirit and every week he talked about one fruit per week so you, you get to joy and what he did was at the very he would he would equate one of the fruits of the spirit with an actual fruit so joy was oranges and so he would go into the details on oranges and what's significant about oranges and then you talk about uh, joy and uh, you know what the scriptures say about joy and how you know how we should uh, you know have joy as believers and then at the very end of the message the ushers, without being prompted, would just start walking down the aisles, and they have baskets of oranges, and everybody mm. in the place got an orange right before they walked out. And I just thought it was a fun series. So every week they would get some fruit at the very yeah. end of the message. And of course, he was a, he was a great communicator, and so his conclusions were really strong. And then everyone walks out with with an actual yeah. physical reminder of the message that night. Yeah, I had this uh, when I first started preaching. Somebody gave me—I don't know—it was my father-in-law or my pastor. They gave me this talk from andy stanley about communicating on a cd this was like a cd it had like this um it actually had a mail address label sticker on it it was like printed out and it was a great talk i actually still think about some of the things he talked about in in that lecture yolo andy yeah andy andy said at the end um he was preaching about the last he was preaching on the last chapter in jonah how jonah is uh, he's more concerned about not getting shade, a plant in his physical comfort, than he is about the city of Nineveh. And Andy Stanley gave everyone when they left this just like really cheap, small plant. And he said, here's what I want you to do. Take it home and don't water it. Like, don't put it in the sunlight. Just watch it die. Just let it sit there and wow. die over the course That's, of the next couple of weeks. Just take this plant home <laughs> and watch it die. What, what, <laughs> what a call to action right there. I love that. Right? And he said, every time you, you see it and you, you, you watch it die, uh, I want you to think to yourself, do I care more about my physical comfort than I care about the loss? And I was like, oh, that's really cool. So you can do something really memorable at the end of your message. And if people walk out with that story and that plant, like, they're going to remember what you talked about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it'd be fantastic. Uh, the next thing, and we've kind of been circling this for a while, but the next tip is uh, connect it to current daily life. So 
Whenever you finish a message, it might be that you need to address different groups in the audience. You might need to address the students and you say, hey, you return to school this week. Like your summer break is over this week. Here's how you can apply this message. Or hey, you're new here and maybe you're not a Christian. Uh, Here's what I want you to think about this week. Or hey, you're not a Christian and I wanna invite you to become a Christian today. I want you to follow Jesus today. Connect your sermon to the everyday lives of the people around you. How does it relate today? And and if you do that in the illust- or in the conclusion, people will remember what you're talking about and and help them to really just kind of digest what you're talking about. I agree. And, and lastly, on this list, I think I think this I think this is actually number eight. This is like the bonus. Is this is this eight? I, I think this is number eight. We said seven. Okay. Well, hey. Yeah. Free bonus on the podcast. Free, free bonus on the podcast. And th- this this is like preaching to preachers, right? Preaching to the choir and. There's not much to elaborate on this point, but we're just we're just gonna go ahead and say it, right? Yeah. Let your conclusion be your conclusion. Yeah. Pastor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Practice your delivery. Be specific. Be clear. Connect it to daily life. Rehearse the end. Make it memorable with illustrations. But let your conclusion be your conclusion. And yeah. if none of this fail, none of this works, right? None of this these tips work. Then just remember the ABC of preaching. Just always be closing. Always be closing, right? <laughs> We've all been a part of those services. We've preached those services where we get to our conclusion and the person playing the keys or the pad comes up at the right time. Man. We said, hey, this is when you come up. This I'm concluding. It. But we just think of all these new things and they're up there playing for 10, 20 minutes as you're concluding. At, let your conclusion be your conclusion. Why, why do you think we do that? Maybe I should, th- maybe this is for another episode, right? Uh, like I said, I, I, think, I think we start talking about our message and we're like, I didn't mention that and I thought that would be good. And oh, this is another point. Oh, here's what I can maybe, add on to it. Maybe we're not getting the response from the crowd like we thought. I think that's possible. It's like, oh, you know, I I just need to drive this home so they get it, folks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So that uh, that's eight tips. We said seven, seven plus a bonus. Yeah. uh, As you think through your conclusion, let us know what you think about the conclusion of your messages. Do you think it's one of the uh, aspects of your sermon that you struggle with the most? Uh, Is it the hardest thing for you to write? Do you have a plan to write it, or you just kind of wing it every week? We'd love to hear that. Make sure to uh, tweet us or leave a comment in the uh, comment section of YouTube. And also, uh, once again, make sure to rate and review the show, especially on Apple Podcasts. That's just huge for us. Next episode, we're going to be talking about, you guessed it, introductions. Yes. How to have a compelling, a a catchy and engaging introduction that keeps people hooked from the get-go. Now that you've landed the plane with the conclusion, we'll show you how to take off. We'll see you next time on Hello Church.